And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And uh, we are continuing the series, Your Identity in Christ, with specific focus for the current time on the topic of faith. And last week, we began the topic on faith with talking about the fact that faith is the currency of heaven. And we spoke about Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, which is, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So, faith is the currency of heaven. We need to make our currency faith so that we can speak into a reality what we do not see. This week, we're going to continue the series on faith. We also understood from last week's program that God has given to each of us the equal measure of faith, so that we can use that faith towards God's will being done on the earth. He can use us to speak His scriptures, to speak His word by faith, And therefore, the manifestation of the purpose for that word, the purpose for that declaration will happen if we believe in it and not doubt in our heart. But in order to have faith that the Lord can move through us, in order to have faith that God can produce the miracles that we believe about in the word of God in front of our very eyes, we have to trust in our Lord. We have to be able to trust that he is who he says he is in his word. And we have to get to know him in order to truly see the Lord moving through us, speaking his word over situations, praying for people and seeing them healed, praying for people's situations and seeing the Lord provide for them. We need to know the nature of the Lord. We can trust in the Lord when we know him. So it's important that we truly come to know Jesus and the Father by way of the Holy Spirit. We must disregard all things we have ever been told about the Lord's nature and character from someone else unless they were speaking directly from Scripture and teaching it correctly. Just because a lot of people think the same thing doesn't mean that thing is correct. It has to line up with the Word of God, because His Word is God-breathed. According to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Every scripture is God-breathed, given by His inspiration, and profitable for instruction, for reproof, and conviction of sin, for correction of error, and discipline in obedience, and for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will, in thought, purpose, and action. So his word, his scriptures, he breathed himself. So how better to understand the nature of God than by God's own word that comes forth in his own breath, which is the very life that God breathed into the nostrils of Adam to cause him to become a living being. So how do we understand the nature of God? 
his character, his nature. How do we understand the nature of the Father? We see the stories of Jesus in the Word of God about Jesus' time here on the earth, about his teachings, about him healing countless people, bringing back people from the dead, casting out demons, telling his disciples to tell us to do the same works and greater. We are reminded that there is no difference in the nature and the character between Jesus and our Father. Jesus said to Thomas, If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Jesus and the Father are two different persons, but both are God. And Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says that Jesus is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. So if we are unsure about who the Father is and what his nature is, all we have to do is look to his son Jesus, because Jesus is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. According to James chapter 1 verse 17, it says, Every good gift and every perfect, free, large, and full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light, in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning as in an eclipse. This is the Amplified Classic Edition version of the Bible. So since this is the case, we know that God is good because the source of good things must also be good itself. So before we use faith to receive for ourselves God's promises, we first must believe that he is, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, But seek. Aim at and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. So we have to prioritize our daily lives and always make sure that God is first in thought, in deed, and whenever we need to make a decision. Do we go to the Lord or do we lean on our own understanding and make a logical decision which may not be a supernatural one? It may not be the best decision we could make. So we need to seek the wisdom of the Lord. If we are born again, the wisdom of the Lord is already within us. We have all things because we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. All we have to do is ask the Lord to help us tap into what we already have. And we ask the Lord for help tapping into his wisdom within us. So he deserves for us to place him first before all things. Too often, some people just go to God only when they need something, treating him like an ATM machine. God does not withhold good things from us, even when we blaspheme him. Even when we blame him for things, he still provides. I remember as a child, in my naivety, just believed that God was to blame for all the bad things in the world. But that's because I didn't read the Bible and find out the truth for myself, and I foolishly relied on my own understanding, thinking that I knew it all, and I knew nothing except lies and my own understanding, which was not the truth. I needed to read the Word. 
but I never did. So I relied on my own understanding and blamed God. But even while God was good, even while God heard me blame him, there was still food on the table. He still loved me. While I was yet sinning, he died for me. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. So he doesn't withhold any good things from us, even in the face of us complaining to him. Complaining to him for things that we think he should have fixed. But God is the one that has the infinite wisdom. So who are we? Who are we to know better than him? He created us. He has the best plans for us. He has immense love for us. He knows best. We do not know best. So he gives us good things. But he desires a deep intimate relationship with us. Because it's not about things. It's about him and us together. The things will come and will be provided for when we place him first, according to Matthew 6, verse 33. So he desires a deep, intimate relationship with us, and that is down to us coming to him. Because he will come nigh unto us once we step forward and open our hearts to let him in to dine with us. Revelations 3.20, chapter 3, verse 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens to and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will eat with him and he will eat with me. It is important to be able to use the faith that God has given each of us an equal measure of to the fullest extent to believe for miracles, to believe for provision, to believe that when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. We have to bring heaven to earth. If we see a a person in a wheelchair, we are to know that we would not find a wheelchair in heaven. So we go over and we pray for them. We go over and lay hands on that person if they allow us. And if they don't allow us, then you can still pray for them from a distance. It is your job here on earth to exhibit Christ behavior on the earth and correct what you see that should not be here. That person should be walking and not being in a wheelchair because Christ paid by his stripes. They were healed. It's paid for. But in order to really have a more rich faith and deeper faith in the Lord, I have always felt that the best way to do that is to understand his nature and his character. Because if you trust in the source of what is good, if you know his nature, then you'll know that he'll never let you down. And that if you don't see something materialize, if you don't see someone healed, you know it's not his fault. You know it's not God's fault. You know that it's your faith that's being mixed with unbelief to some degree. And we will talk about that later on in this series on faith. Because it's very important to make sure That when you are in faith, you are trusting in something, you are praying for someone, that there is no unbelief, doubt, or fear creeping in. So when we know our Lord, when we know his nature, we are going to be more firm and stand on solid ground and say, no, I know my Father, I know my Lord Jesus, I know them. This is Their nature, they want you healed, they want you delivered, they want you set free because they have paid for it. God has paid for the whole thing. All I have to do is believe that he has 
and allow the Spirit to flow out of me, the power of God to flow out of me and see the person set free. But it's key that we know him first. There were people that did mighty exploits in the name of Jesus. And Jesus told them, I never knew you. I never knew you. So it's entirely possible because the power of the name of Jesus to believe in that name, but yet not have a relationship with him to the point where you get to know him and he gets to know you. And you might say, well, but God knows everything about me. Well, he may know all about you, but he may never have conversed with you. You may never have had conversation with him so that you can get to know each other like you would your best friend. He wants us to get to know him, his nature. And when we do that, then we can be more confident that when we believe by faith for something, it will materialize. Even if it's not instant, we know that it will come to pass. John 17, verse 3, it says, And this is eternal life. It means to know, to perceive, recognize, become acquainted with, and understand you, the only true and real God. And likewise to know him, Jesus, as the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, whom you have sent. This is eternal life, it says. It means to know, to perceive, recognize, become acquainted with, and understand you. So we need to focus on those aspects of knowing about the Lord and spending time with him in the secret place, whether that secret place is your car, driving around, going from A to B, whether it's walking down the street, whether it's on your bicycle, turn off the phone and you'll be able to hear that still small voice as you focus your heart towards the Lord and just thank him for the day. Jesus, I thank you for this wonderful day. I thank you for my family. I thank you for the food. I thank you for the shelter. And it's just a thankful heart. And then just engage with conversation like you would your best friend. You do not have to have a specific sequence of sentences or words. You just have to come to the Lord with an open heart and know that he's right there wanting to have conversation with you. The Lord has made it very easy for us to have conversation with him. All we have to do is focus our heart and say, Lord, I know you're here. I thank you for being here. I thank you that I'm in your courts with praise. I'm in the Holy of Holies. You are in me and I'm in you. Lord, I thank you that you are precious and you are good. Everything good comes down from you, Father, from the Father of lights. Lord, I thank you for all that you have done and all that you continue to do in my life every day. Just praise him with thanksgiving. So you might be, yeah, but I need to ask him for something. There is no rush because he already knows what you need before you know that you need it. So my recommendation is for you to just always have a a spirit of thanksgiving and of praise for him. Thankfulness, thanksgiving, praise and worship him because he so deserves it. And before you know it, even if you forget to ask him for what you need, that need will be met because you put him first before your things. Of course, those things are important to him for you to receive. What is important to you is important to the Lord because he loves you. 
but it's more important for us to give him what he is due, which is appreciation, gratitude, and thankfulness. And that is your love towards him. You would want your best friend to know that you love them, that you care for them. So you show them in different ways. You give them gifts. You give them a hug, perhaps. You encourage them. You thank them for doing things for you. You're always there. You're always reliable. If they need you, you're there at the end of the phone. And you go over and see them and you sit down and you listen to them. It's exactly the same thing with the Lord. He wants to sit down with you. He wants to listen to you. But he also wants you to listen for his voice and not always be the one speaking, but allow him to do the talking. Because it is not for his benefit, except his glory will be received. But it is for your benefit that you receive his voice and learn and and follow his voice and follow his instructions, follow his commandments, follow his heart, follow his nature in all that you do. Because then everything that you touch shall be blessed. Everything you speak will be blessed. Everything you do, you become who you are around. So let's be around the Lord all day. Let's be around the Lord and be conscious of the Lord all day long. Because we are destined to conform to the image and the stature and the fullness of Christ. So let us be around him continually. 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 says, And this is how we may discern daily by experience that we are coming to know him, to perceive, recognize, understand, and become better acquainted with him. If we keep, bear in mind, observe and practice his teachings, precepts, and commandments. So how do we know that we're getting to know him, that we're coming to know him? It is by following his teachings, his precepts, and commandments. And you say, well, what are those? Well, there are two main ones, and they are in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 to 31. And this is in the Amplified Classic Edition. And it says in Mark, chapter 12, verse 28, Then one of the scribes came up and listened to them, disputing with one another, And noticing that Jesus answered them fitly and admirably, he asked him, which commandment is first and most important of all in its nature? Verse 29, Jesus answered, the first and principal one of all commands is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God out of and with your whole heart, and out of and with all your soul, your life, and out of and with all your mind, with your faculty of thought and your moral understanding, and out of and with all your strength. This is the first and principal commandment. Verse 31, the second is like it and is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So if we are loving the Lord our God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, if we are loving our neighbor, we are keeping the Lord's two greatest commandments, and that is becoming to know Jesus. There is also the other aspect of this, which is it is not just to help others on the street. It's not just to give money to a friend when they need it. This is also about knowing the Lord 
And when you want to love the Lord thy God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you want to love him, you want to be around the person whom you love. And so that's when you need to cut away from everything else in your daily life and set aside some time, in the, maybe in the first hour of the morning before you start your day, and you peel off, you cut away to a part of your house and spend time in peace and quiet with the Lord and just in your heart, just thanking him and just being there and knowing that he is there with you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says that's the private room. You're meeting the Lord in secret. And we do not go into that secret place, that private room, to be rewarded. That should not be our goal, but God rewards us anyway. Our goal should be to know him, to spend time with him, to love him. Because once we get to know the Lord in that manner, and we get to know his word, his nature based on his acts here on the earth, Jesus himself, healing all those people that were sick, raising the dead. We know the nature of the Father because we know the nature of the Son. And then we can use our faith more effectively because we know the one who is good that will produce the supernatural miracles based on our faith of that substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, because we get to know him. We get to know who is in charge of all those supernatural miracles. He's waiting for us to believe by faith in him and his word. And when that happens, there is a miracle reaction in the spirit realm that when belief, when faith, and when there is no unbelief and no doubt and no fear involved, but true, pure faith, because we know our Lord, we know our Father, we know Jesus, then we get to see the manifestation of the Word of God here on the earth with miracle signs and wonders, people getting healed, all because we believe in the Lord that we know, His nature and His character. So we just thank you today, Lord, for this Word. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to get a greater understanding of your nature and your character. By reading your word, believing your word, but also spending time with you, talking with you, and just sitting in silence and waiting for you to talk to us. Waiting and being still and knowing that you are a God. We just thank you for your long-suffering, waiting for us to come to you, Lord, being so patient. We thank you, Lord, for we don't deserve your presence, but... You provide it to us. You, you long to be with us. You long for us to be with you. And we thank you for your grace and your mercy in our lives. I thank you for these precious listeners today, Lord, that they are near and dear to your heart, and you are longing for them to spend more time with you in the secret place, getting to know you, your nature, and your character Lord, not just to ask you for things, but to thank you for things, to give you the glory and the honor and the praise and the worship and that you are so due for your good works, for your love, for your sacrifice through your son Jesus on the cross and at the whipping post. We just thank you today and we bless you, Lord. We bless your hallowed holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. We will continue this theme and topic about faith next week. If you would like to partner with our ministry, you can go to touchofgod.world 
That's TOG.world. That's our website. You can partner, you can give on the site. You can also send a prayer request through the website as well on the front page. And also you can call us at country code 1-407-705-3151. Country code 1-407-705-3151. And until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.